What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode. Doesn't matter. Episodes <laughs> <laughs> don't matter. The Whitbuster Podcast. I'm the t- host today, Brian Milstead. Everybody say your last name too, just to get it out there. Harrison, okay. Colvin, Colvin, Stephen, Srof, and Tyler. Alduin. Alduin. <laughs> that's the dragon. Yeah. Oh, that's good. You should change your name to that for real. Uh, I thought about it. Because <laughs> when I have say when I see your name, which is Alden, that's the real one. Mm-hmm. Um, I always think Aldine. That's not cool. Uh, yeah. Well, Jason. Like cool. you know how many people in high school was like you can to Jason Aldine. You can to Jason Aldine. I like how you can to somebody with a different last name. Yeah. <laughs> Where did you go to school at? What state? Uh, here. Oh, that's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> Just confirming my suspicion. Good old um, Alabama. So today's podcast is all about storytelling, um, specifically kind of everything about it. To be honest with you, there's a lot of different things I want to cover. Specifically, um, one thing I want to talk about first is sort of the history of storytelling in games, because it's a very young medium, probably the youngest medium we have, I would say. Uh, yeah, like... Of, of major entertainment mediums, comics have been around way longer, um, in terms of, like, mainstream. Yeah, pretty... I think yeah, video games probably the youngest. Um, and sort of how the word story gets thrown, ar- thrown around a lot mm-hmm. when discussing games, but almost everybody who throws it around uses it to mean something different. And I think the sort of discourse would be elevated if we could sort of define what we're talking about when we talk about story. So we'll do that too. Um, so let's just start with the history of storytelling in general and sort of how it affects affected us and all that kind of stuff. So early on, like, what's the first game you remember having a story that you actually recognize as this game having a plot? Dragon Ball Z Legendary Super Warriors. Legendary Super Warriors. <laughs> For Game Boy mm. Color. It's the first time I ever cried in a video game. Was that story just the <laughs> same thing as Gamma? Yeah. Okay. But when Piccolo died, it played real sad music. <laughs> Got me real good. You said Game Boy Color? Yeah. That's... Wow. Ocarina of Time. Ocarina of Time is a good story. Ocarina of Time doesn't have a story, so. I mean, it does. It does have a story. <laughs> Not a good one. These are all, like, new. You know who has a better yeah. story than Ocarina of Time? Diddy Kong see. Racing. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Legendary Diddy Kong Racing Wars. has a better story than Ocarina of Time. Let's see. There's probably something beforehand I played on Super Nintendo that had a story. I just never recognized it, but that's the first story that I recognized as, like... You know, something I could put together and stuff that was happening. Right. And, and you know, not not a whole lot of cutscenes in that game, but when they happened, it's, it was like, woo! They were good. Steven, what about you? Yeah, Chrono Trigger. Chrono Trigger. That's, yeah. that's a good choice. Gotcha. It did was, you play uh, that prior to the Final Fantasy games? Yes, I did. So that, was that your first RPG? That was the first one that I remember completing. I think I tried Final Fantasy 1. Gotcha. Long time ago, but I, just, I didn't understand it. Gotcha. I, I tried 4, or American 2. Like way before that, I, I didn't. Yeah, okay. I didn't. I didn't recognize that, you know, as a story yeah. when I was a kid. But then I went back when I was like fourteen, played it again. Gotcha. See, one of the only Final Fantasies I like. I'm actually trying to think of like a legitimate answer. Well, I mean, those are all, like, I think real answers um, for myself. Like not <laughs> for me. Like um, I don't know. So to me, Mortal Kombat was one of the first games I like. I paid attention to the story. Like mm-hmm. this is kind of cool. There's a reason they're doing this. Because um, Street Fighter Two had already been out and it had a story, but like you sort of had to find it. Because yeah. there's really not a story mode in that game. Yeah. But Mortal Kombat, like at the arcades, had like the attract mode that'll have the like the bios of the characters. The, yeah. And, the fo- four um, at Chuck E. Cheese was like that. <laughs> four at Chuck E. Cheese was. That's not that's a place not for alcohol, right? Chuck E. Cheese, right? <laughs> that's awful, man. It's not a place for alcohol either, but they serve it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Well, they, they, al- they also had Grid at Chuck E. Cheese. I and I also grid. remembered the other game. Like the first time I remember like playing a game and getting into like the story was that in Streets of Rage two. Mm. Just the story like there's a bad guys go get them. And that was it. Another just like <laughs> pretending I was a cop and, like undercover. I don't know. Why I loved it, but it's just and that's why I wanted to sort of set that precedence of where we started because obviously it's come a long way. 
And like for Stephen and I, when we were young, because y'all haven't, y'all don't have a lot of like active experience with the regular Nintendo outside of going back and playing stuff, right? Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. So, I had a Super Nintendo growing up, for same. sure. And the reason I mention that is because when we were young, for like the regular Nintendo and even early Sega Genesis games, for me, is most of the story was in the booklet that it came with. Yes. Which is really good. That's when manuals were a thing. Manuals were a thing. And that's why I remember I would always tear the game open and read the manual on the way home to sort of get into whatever the story was going to be. That's where the thing with Mario and Mario Brothers originally was the people were trapped in the bricks and stuff yeah. like that. Like it's just crazy stuff that they just had to come up with something. Fun um, fun story about uh, manuals. Uh, I used to, I actually have a couple still uh, for like Hey Pikachu, Donkey Kong Country, or Donkey Kong 64, and uh, like Pokemon Puzzle League. You used to read them while the pooed. Same. <laughs> yeah. I would have a stack of game manuals in the bathroom. It's like it's the it best reading material when you're a kid, um, because like a lot of the games would have the sprites and stuff in the book. Yeah, and, and it would tell you all the moves and all That's the characters. So cool, yeah. Oh yeah, I miss that. I miss that like a lot actually. The uh, Binding Isaac Afterbirth Plus for Switch has that. Has a menu. Uh, menu. A manual. <laughs> has a manual, and it's in the style <laughs> of Zelda. D- does it have like uh, the starting items or something? Yeah, it shows yeah. everything. Awesome for. Like, it shows the, the story, the controls, the a couple descriptions of the items. If it had all the items, it'd be, a, uh, it'd be an actual book. I think it's worth mentioning uh, Ninja Gaiden for being the first one to really have a cutscene. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was. like, called out, calling out a story, like, here's the story time, and it's cutscene, and it goes back to gameplay. So, yeah, just setting a precedence of sort of where we came from for that. Uh, let's talk about actual storytelling and how it's viewed and how it's reviewed and all that kind of stuff. A lot of uh, storytelling isn't actually very good. At all. Um, but the fact that it's a video game... It is good. It is good. And it wouldn't work in any other medium. You can take almost any game that we say has an awesome story and move it to another medium, and it's not a good story. Or it's Mm -hmm. average at best. Uh, The Uncharted is the best example. If you take Uncharted, just make a movie. It's not a very good movie. Because it's it's already already is kind of a movie. It is already kind of a movie, but specifically because while we say that game has a good story because it has excellent graphics, excellent animation, excellent performances, and pretty good dialogue. Yeah. And even that dialogue that we think, oh, it's so good, in a movie is not that good. It's mm-hmm. just we're so used to nothing in video games growing up that when the first few games started to do it well, we just like lavish all these praises on it. Like, Metal Gear Solid 1 is one of my favorite games ever, and I adore that story. You just watch the cutscenes. It's not a good story. I love it, but it's not good. So it's kind of like, uh, like uh, Oscar nominees every year, right? Not good movies, but everything else about it is really good. <laughs> Oscar nominees, Oscar, all Oscar nominees are movies made, are movies about movies. They're movies about movies being made for people who don't know anything about movies besides the movies they've watched all of their lives. To be fair, I actually really like no the Oscar but nominees for like the right. past three years. Oscar like nominees are usually really good films, mm-hmm. and the reason they are is because people smarter than us <laughs> who study film, which mm-hmm. we none of us do, uh, they appreciate no. a lot of aspects of it. So you'll rarely see like a Best Picture nominee that didn't have excellent cinematography. Like that's usually a thing, right? Yeah. Uh, the Bird movies Man. I like the best, the movies I love like the most are the Marvel movies, right? They're not great films at all, but they have. I, I like fast dialogue. I like. I have a pretty bad attention span, so you need to like keep me focused, and that's why I like those movies. But they're not great films. The dialogue's pretty average. The plots are just thrown in to give them something to do. Uh, always, but the movies that are nominated for Oscars usually have characters that are actually deep, because we're going to talk about the word deep later, and that's how it's never ever used correctly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we'll get that to the minute. So so yeah, so that's that's kind of where I'm coming from in terms of. What you said a minute ago, games we call them great because they're games, and it's a young, it's a young medium, and we're just now kind of getting the storytelling. And if you look at recently, the best storylines are definitely going to be the ones that are these two-hour games, mm-hmm. these independent games that they have no inside. Firewatch inside does great. Firewatch does great. Gone, Gone home. home does great. And it's Night in the Woods. Literally, it's nothing but a mechanism to convey information to you. Like it's not, it's not really, even though you have agency as a player, it's not about that. Marvel movies, like before we and move I love on, them. They're my like, favorite thing. They, they have very video game esque plots. Absolutely. Like a uh, big There's, portal in the sky. 
Big portal in the sky. Yeah, a, bun- bu- the a, bun- a bunch of mi- a bunch of minions running yeah. out, getting yeah. slaughtered by the thousands. And that's why everybody was so mad there wasn't an Avengers game for until they just announced one recently because yeah. that makes the perfect video game. Uh, very comparable. Big budget summer blockbusters are video games. It's the same thing. Yeah. Uh, and how you do Power that, Rangers? Power Rangers. Yeah. What's cool is you can kind of good video game stories are also kind of judged on how good summer blockbusters are judged. Where we know we already know the plot is going to be at the best okay, but probably dumb. Mm-hmm. But we're just looking for cool character interactions, decent dialogue, and somebody who knows what they're doing with the camera, which is why I don't like Michael Bay films, because they can't tell what's going on, right? Um, so yeah, it's kind of judged similarly to blockbusters across the board. Something like Gone Home, I can see somebody who's like an Uncharted fan or a Metal Gear Solid fan playing Gone Home and saying this game doesn't have a story, because it doesn't have cutscenes and doesn't have any yeah. other stuff, but when in fact it has a much better story than, than something like Metal Gear It's not a picture book. It's not a picture book, exactly. Dark exactly. Souls, you got to read into the story. To, yeah, to, to get, get it, to, to get, get any it of at it. all, exactly. Um, which is a very good point. So, <laughs> otherwise when, you're just a zombie walking around a town. Yep. <laughs> so, to each of you individually, when you're looking for a good story in a game, what are you looking for? Coherence. A game made by Bioware. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Coherence. It doesn't have to be like extraordinarily good, even by video game standards. As long as it just all comes together and there's a payoff at the end, I'm okay. But I it has find, to make sense. I find that odd that you say that when you like Final Fantasy XV so much because it was super incoherent. Right? Oh, yeah, it was, but it's fun to play. Fun to play. Yeah. So it, would you say you're not looking for story so much in Final Fantasy games or are you looking for more gameplay? Uh, I don't have high expectations mm. for story when it comes to Final gotcha. Fantasy. Yeah, just cool characters, <laughs> awesome gameplay, that's pretty Game much Final about Fantasy. it. Yeah, I'm what, I'm, what I'm looking for in, looking for in a story, uh, Mass Effect 3 with a good ending. <laughs> so yeah, continue. I think it's a good. That's a good starting point. Like I, I said that kind of, kind of facetiously, but at the same time, it's uh, you know, I hate, I hate when movies and games when they can't stand alone on themselves. When people are like, "Oh, this is just a build up for uh, the sequel," and it's like, "Well, what about this one?" Exactly. But th- the problem is, I like a lot of those things that you know get built up for a sequel and then eventually a trilogy, then have a really good payoff, but. I do. I do want some more stuff that can stand on its own. I think like, a really what you said earlier about you know comparing it to Marvel movies. Um, they they, they do the same. They thing. do the best version of that. To yeah. me. Their movies are self-contained with a plot that resolves itself, but there's little things thrown in. I think of uh, which I've hated on this outside. So if you know me personally, you know I can't stand Batman v Superman. It's really bad. Not a very good movie. Set um, up the it, movie. It did the bad the bad version of this, yeah. which is just throw things into your actual plot that don't pay off yet. Or even don't even sort of belong. Uh, Marvel will throw something in the background, maybe an after the you know credit stinger that, that leads mm-hmm. to the next movie. But Civil War has a story that's got a beginning and an end. Captain America: Winter Soldier, beginning and end. Avengers: One and Two, both of those separately have and, beginning and end. And, and we've still all been building the entire time to something else in uh, Thanos. And I like games that do that. Uh, Mass Effect, I thought one did a really good job of paying off the Saren thing while also building up the Reaper thing. Yeah. Like, it had its own story, really in, a great villain in Mass Effect 1, for sure. Saren's my favorite, one of my favorite bad guys in games. Agreed. Good, I love him. He's Agreed. <laughs> he's fantastic. He's well-performed. He's well-written. Um, but he was not as big a, of a threat as the Reapers. And they were in the he, he was the immediate antagonist. And I think they didn't. By the time 3 came along, the Reapers weren't... I don't think they really built that threat well enough. They built it well enough. They just didn't pay it off well. One thing I always say about two, two is my favorite. Mm-hmm. But as far as the human or the the galaxy versus Reaper conflict goes, it doesn't really go anywhere. It doesn't it, the, move the, the, plot the, at all. the game is about the collectors and what they're doing, and they're you know they're, they're making their own Reaper and everything. Spoilers, my bad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> game's like seven years old now. But um, oh my, <laughs> yeah. whoa, yep, yeah, two thousand ten. 
They're making their own T eight hundred. But when you really when you really think about uh, Mass Effect two, the actual overall plot doesn't really go anywhere. It doesn't. It's all contained to the suicide mission. That's what the game's about. And that's what I would say. I don't think Mass Effect two like in like I don't know how to explain this. I guess like it. Capital Mass Effect 2, the story's not good, but it has a bunch of individually good stories per character. Yeah. So, like, the, the, the suicide mission, the build-up to that is a pretty good story. Each individual character background loyalty mission is a good story. Well, not every one of them, but most of them are. Yeah. Um, so, it's more like a collection of small short stories that are good mm-hmm. than just one really good story. And I think I prefer that, to like, be honest with you. Like a, like a book with just a bunch of short, short yeah, stories. Yeah, it's just a collection of book. stories that yeah. ends up being a good book. Um, Nursery Rhymes. Weird novel video game connection is uh, the first Witcher book is a collection of short stories set in that universe. Really? really? Yeah. And that's why I sort of got into it because it's easy to just burn through one in the night, you know. Uh, they're small like nursery rhyme, a- twisted nursery rhyme type <laughs> stories. A- any of them about Roach on a roof? No, not, <laughs> not in the current versions. See the whole like book. Oh, yeah, the, the author hates the game, so he's like... He's going through a thing right now. With really? Him. Yeah. Well, he it, he went through a bad thing, and now he's less bad because he's he realizes they're they're good. It's a, kind of a cool little thing because mm-hmm. when he first came out, he, they they asked him to be part of it, and he said, "No, don't no. <laughs> you, bought, you bought the license, you can have it, but don't connect it to my to my books." And now that they're actually good and made a lot of money, which he gets none of, <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, it was a really dumb call. <laughs> Probably should have." <laughs> They even said recently that like, it turned out being they did a pretty good job with the license. So. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen the picture of like how they started off on it? And it was not related to what we're doing right now, really. But it's like a small cubicle with a CRT TV yeah, so and E3 with a little like handmade banner saying Witcher. So try it out because yeah, they they kind of formed that based on just trying to get the Witcher out on mm-hmm. Bioware's uh, nice little public engine, I believe. If I'm not yeah. mistaken. Which is crazy. Anyway, uh, so yeah, Steven says coherence. What is your main thing? So Mass Effect th- two and three being your favorite, what would you, what would you say about those games storyline wise? Is your, is it the dialogue? Is it the plot? What is it? I'm a I'm a, I'm a dialogue guy. You're a dialogue guy. That's what it like, sounds like. Usually, Bioware fans are. Um, you know, I, I also like the Marvel movies a lot. Mm-hmm. They have you know really good dialogue. Excellent, dialogue. snappy. Uh, yeah, that's a big thing for me. I'm and I'm also like. Uh, I'm really into voice acting. Like I, I really like finding out who plays who. Like I have my own favorite group of people, and that kind of ties into like I guess performance and with dialogue. I totally like, like for, for movies. I, I'll watch a bad movie with a good performance in it. So like I, Suicide Squad was awful, but I I liked several of the performances, so I'm not upset that I saw it, even though I didn't like the movie. So you're saying we're sense. some kind of Suicide Squad? <laughs> <laughs> movies were bad, but I do like I watch anything with certain actors in it. Even Same. if the movie's not reviewed well, because I know they'll at least bring me something I haven't seen before. Um, yeah, so I'm definitely huge on that. What about you, Harry? I have no idea. <laughs> well, I would say of all of us, you're the least interested in story because you play more strictly gameplay you, games. You play a lot of bad games. Yeah. And the well. fact that your favorite game, or one of them, is the Banjo-Kazooie series, like it's not it's not the story. That's yeah. not the reason. It's just the I mean, ban- Banjo, Donkey Kong Country, Shovel Knight, <laughs> stories not, not, don't matter. Don't matter. They're there. Um, well, do, you, do you like having them there, or do you not care? I think, uh, so sho- like, Shovel Knight is really simplistic, but it's real cute. It's yeah. adorable. Play- Plague of Shadows is adorable. And what's <laughs> is, I've only played the base game of uh, Shovel Knight, <laughs> but it's the dialogue's funny. It's very it's, good. Yeah. The dude that tells the, like, what is it, the, is it puns? The horse. Or, he's a per- horse. Percy? Percy. Maybe it's a horse, yeah. Uh, he's, uh, he's underground. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then like there's a uh, Mr. Hat. Mr. Hat's a clown. I'm going to uh, see if I can pinpoint Harry's stance on stories. He appreciates a great story and absolutely loves them, but doesn't necessarily have to look for them. No, I mean, that's he, pretty it's pretty spot on. Okay. Like, sometimes sometimes they can matter. Like, uh, every week, every Thursday, 
they come out with a new Injustice trailer for the story. I watched the one this morning. That was pretty neat. Um, I think there's a reason Injustice Mortal Kombat are, have sold better than their competitors, and I think it's the story. I really yeah. do. Like, uh, just having kind of a reason neat. why So cool. There's, there's parts in... So there's there's a couple like standout parts in video games that like story wise that like I thought were really cool. Uh, Mortal Kombat 10 when uh, Scorpion and Sub Zero squash like, the beef bros and when Scorpion kills Quan Chi the part's awesome. Mm-hmm. That, part's really cool. um, that, that that was a uh, that was like a 14 year payoff. That's a that's a good one. Uh, it was unexpected. Ge- mm-hmm. Gears of War three uh, with Dom. I mm-hmm. thought that was a really good one. Uh, gosh, what else is good? Uh, the ending of Bioshock Infinite I loved. Yeah, um, it's really good. Mm-hmm. The whole story is really good. I'm trying to think of other story stuff that I care about, but those are like the M- top M- three ones for me right Metal now. Metal Gear Four, Metal Gear Solid Four, yeah. climbing yeah. through the microwave, well, my the boy. Whole, the whole game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you look at Metal Gear Solid Four and Mass Effect Three as the entire game being the ending, then both those games are awesome. If you look at just the last part, mm-hmm. only Metal Gear Solid would be awesome because Mass Effect. Three <laughs> Even Metal Gear, like it's so long winded. Well, a, a, a thing that. Kojima is really bad at is just making his dialogue and just his story is overcomplicated. Yeah, and his and dialogue isn't good. I it, love his dialogue, but it's not good. It's not well Questions. <laughs> yeah, everything's just a question. Which I, but yeah, story doesn't matter as much to me. I'm just like, I prefer gameplay over story because... I think we all really do. When I'm playing a not game. Not me. Thing is, thing is I though. I gotta play it. Thing, I'll play a not fun game if it's got a good story. Thing I is definitely though, prefer that. Well, you, would you uh, rather play... Sorry, I interrupted Tyler. Go ahead. The thing I kind of like disagree with harry that he prefers gameplay over story metal gear solid 5 was nothing but you know gameplay really good oh, gameplay so with good. uh better than four considerably with considerably a dog shit story <laughs> the story the story itself it, it wasn't up to metal gear standards whatsoever. It, it was it was a retread of two of metal gear solid 2. It, essentially yeah i just didn't end correctly they didn't, they, didn't, they, didn't fi- they didn't finish the game i was we all know that the story is there literally the, didn't the bits it. are there I played five like right after I played four, and the, so and the trailers are made ready. so well that they make it look like it's going to have a story. We know there's a whole other chapter that did. Well, we know that we know it's not finished. We know yeah. that, yeah. Uh, and also the aspects of that game are really cool. I think the the virus thing is a really cool idea. Like yeah, a lot of the story parts in that game are really good. There's just not enough of them. Sh- uh, shining light. Or, uh, or like diamond in, in the in the rough or whatever that mission is. Are you, you even Bette Midler songs? Yeah, Doc. okay. Uh, like it's the uh, quarantine the, mission. The quarantine mission really is good. really good. And when you exile Huey and uh, his whole thing, that that both of those are really good. Those are like the standout parts of that game. Yeah, and like the the end of it, whenever you're looking in the mirror. Yeah, that part's really good too. That's nifty. I've got a question. I'm not sure if I'm going to be interrupting uh, Brian's flow here. No, you're good. Not, okay, okay. But aside from like the whole game itself, like the whole story, whatever, are there any like small side quests in games or small missions that you thought stood out better than the game itself? Uh, Witcher, you know, is like a you know, yeah, it's yeah, I mean, mentioned every time in this damn podcast. I know. But the uh, you know, a lot of people think some of the some of the uh, side missions are better in the main game. We might as well just be called the Witcher Busters. Nah. I'm totally okay. <laughs> I, there wasn't a whip or a buster anywhere in the Witcher series, was there? I mean, unless you call it, uh, never mind. Go ahead. There's probably a whip in there. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. It's weird to me because the reason Witcher gets such praise is because you often can't remember which is which in terms of is, <laughs> is it main, is it the main story, or is it a side quest? And mm-hmm. that's why you like you super can in Final Fantasy. <laughs> you can super tell. Mm-hmm. If you're going to get somebody's beans, it's a side quest. If it's about the fate of the world, it's, a, it's the main quest. And I I like when you can't tell which is which. Mm-hmm. Like, I really, really um, enjoy that. The best 
quest in Elder Scrolls history is whodunit. Oh, what, yeah. What game is that? Uh, uh, Oblivion. It's, it's the, the Dark Brotherhood uh, mission where you have to fool everybody in the house that you're not the killer. You're the killer, and everyone else thinks everyone else is the killer. you got to convince them that the other people are it. And then you, you have the choice of just going in and killing everybody, or you can just, like, play with everybody and then end up having one person left and then they're like oh it's got to be you and then you fight them because they they think it's you but if you but if you're friends with them like if you built like you do the stupid dialogue thing uh and everyone else is dead uh they'll be like well it can't be you someone else has to be inside the house sort of thing <laughs> that's awesome and uh <laughs> harry i remember him doing it to where the nord uh, he he made friends with him and left the old lady alive, and the Nord just picks up a hammer, runs into the other room, and just wrecks this old lady. <laughs> <laughs> have you um? You all played not Sealed Republic, right? Yes. Have you played Absolutely. Nope. Harry's I played two, played. a little bit too. <laughs> well, every Bioware game has a quest, a side quest where you have to defend somebody from guilt, like that. That's, mm-hmm. that's a Bioware thing, and probably that's the most Bioware thing. Mm-hmm. It is. My favorite one was the Not Sealed Republic. I think it was one on the Fish Planet. <laughs> Oh, yep. That's uh, a really cool story. Manon, I yeah, think it was Yeah, and I always called. remember that whole thing when you have to defend that fish, man. From, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, it, it felt like you were there making a difference, which I really I dug that. Um, what about emergent storytelling? Do you think that's, that's where we seem to be going, right? So, like. Define. Emergent storytelling is stuff that, that happens. <laughs> Please use it in a sentence. Please use it in a sentence. It's when it emerges from gameplay. So, like, the story in Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is, you know, you're trying to get the four divine beasts and kill Ganon. But what everybody's talking about is the little things that just emerged in their game while they were playing it. Like, just by... Going on a quest. Making, on, making your own story, basically. Because mm-hmm. like, the story of how you discovered a certain place and you, if you tell your friends, like, that's... That's a different kind of storytelling. A lot um, of Skyrim doesn't. Everybody always says Skyrim has a good emergent storytelling. I disagree with that. It just have a lot of things that you can discover. Well, I think uh, with you know all Bethesda games, they you know big worlds. Same thing like Breath of the Wild. You know, people like I remember when Skyrim came out, everybody in my school was playing it. People who didn't play video games were playing it. Right. It, was, it was real weird. Uh, odd because it's a really video game, and we all like you know go to go to break where the, like the entire high school would be there. And uh, all forty people, yeah, all forty people, uh, and uh, you would just hear people talking about it and what they did in places they went, and how they, yeah, yeah, and, and how they I did think it. That's why Zelda had the reception it did, is because it's just so fun to talk about the things you found, to talk about how you, because there is describing Link not being able to find something to make a machine work, so taking all his weapons out and putting them in a line to complete a circuit is a story. You're telling a story. Here's how Link solved a problem, and my story is different than yours, and that's cool. It's less interesting in the moment sometimes, but it's more interesting after the fact. And I think you're seeing more posts and more videos shared about Zelda because of that emergent gameplay, emergent storyline, than you are about any plot this year, for sure. It goes back to an older topic we had a few weeks ago. I'm pretty sure it was one of the ones we posted. <laughs> at, <laughs> least I, at least I hope. At this point, I think we posted about as many as we've yeah. Almost. Weird. There's uh, two we haven't. Okay. But I'm saving those for like a week. But uh, uh, yeah, something that was very similar with Skyrim when it came out and Zelda now, it's a lot of word of the mouth stuff. Almost, yeah. it it's kind of bringing us back to that era with the lies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can you actually do it um, when the internet wasn't a thing and everybody just lied about everything? About, yeah, and it's cool now because it's so. There's just so many people pay, playing these games and posting videos about them that it's pretty. The lies get sorted through pretty quickly because mm-hmm. um, just they're. The amount of people playing the games. What was the first lie you ever remember being told that you knew was a lie? Like oh, as far as like video games. I, I, I think I talked about this one. Yeah, uh, a kid, not not like a company, but a, a kid or a friend said something. 
What, about games or just yeah. in general? <laughs> Not in general, because Metal Gear Solid 2 is like the pinnacle oh, of that. Me and Tyler have one that's like a standout from high school. Uh, I'm going to let Harry tell that one. I'm okay. going to tell one back when I was a kid. <laughs> All right. uh, a kid described Budokai Tenkaichi to me about five or six years before it came out. And I was like, this game doesn't sound like it exists. Oh no, man, I have it. Can, can I borrow it and see this game? Nah, no, my mom won't let me. That's <laughs> classic. Terrible mom. Uh, I, we, we, we had one in high school. Uh, Tyler was super into the first Dragon Age when we were in high school. And mm-hmm. a kid, uh, there was a kid who told us, oh, God, we were like 17. How did he get away with saying this? Uh, no, we, we, were, we were 16. Uh, something like that. Still, how do you get away with saying stupid stuff like this? Uh, he was like, yeah, my, uh, my dad got me a special copy of Dragon Age. <laughs> and, uh, he works. <laughs> Did he say he worked at Bioware? I think so. And he told us he told us that uh, he whenever Alistair at the end of the game when Alistair dies, you get to choose how he dies and you get to watch it. (laughs) And I was like, oh, okay, that's neat, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Speaking of stories we're telling, that one's like the old one. I remember from like my young childhood. Uh, kindergarten. I remember this specifically because it was about Tiny Toon Adventures. That's so good. And there's a pirate level where you're like, you you can play as like Plucky Doug. Mm-hmm. As, uh, I'm so happy he knows the name. Yes. <laughs> Dude, I, I used to watch it all the time, man. That's great. And they threw swords and you have to jump over them and stuff. He kept telling me, he's like, yeah, man, if you jump on a sword at the right angle, you could like take the sword and kill people with it. <laughs> and I kept trying to do it for like weeks. <laughs> That's so good. And God. it never happened. That was a nice side note. Yeah. Yeah. There's not many I remember live wise. Uh, probably just the nude code stuff. That's so popular. Everybody, everything. When we were kids, everything had a nude code. Tomb Raider, oh, yeah, yeah. and you get boobs. Boobies. Mortal Kombat had nude code. Like everything did. Oh, you, you get know, to see Scorpion's code. penis? <laughs> I'm in that. You get to see Scorpion's boobies. <laughs> you get to see his speed. <laughs> Whip bust. Get over here, buddy. Get over here, honey. Anyway, uh, so uh, we got to wrap this up pretty soon because we don't have a whole lot more time. So quick, let's quickly touch on lore, which is different than story. We could do a part two. Lore? We may uh, we'll lore, yeah. we can talk about Dark Souls all day. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why I brought it up. So people yeah. say, man, and we're going to get into the last, one of the last things, which is uh, this story so quote-unquote deep when like we don't, the people don't know what that word means. Silent Hill 2. Uh, Silent Hill 2 is deep. Yeah, uh, it's very deep. Deep lore and a lot of lore are two different things. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, so so many people say you would like this game because it's really deep. That they say that incorrectly. It's not deep. There's not levels of depth. There are. There's a lot of it. It's all at the surface. There's exactly. just a bunch. If you have of a it. really big puddle, that's a lot. Yeah. If you have a small, very deep glass of water, it's that's, more than a puddle, right? In terms of the depth to it. That's that's deep. Um, and that's to me, Dark Souls is a. It's got a lot of lore, and it's cool lore. What I've read about it, and I've not got into it um, as much as I probably need to, or would probably enjoy doing. I'm, I'm really. And, I'm and, and really, it, yeah, which is cool to me, and I love the fact that you have to go get it if you want it. Like it's, it's not, it's not ever going to be just told to you. And I think that's cool. And a lot, a lot of it is, you know, even the lore, like you know, the game itself isn't spelled out for you. The lore isn't, and it's a lot of, it's a lot of what do you think is right? Because yeah, a lot, cool. a lot of stuff could connect to each other. But it's like, did, did they intend for us to put this together, or are we just kind of, you know, be, be, you know, tinfoil hatting it right now? What I like so much about games like Dark Souls. Um, as people talk about, hey, there's, there's a lot of lore to get into, but do you really get into it in the game, or do you play the game and then go read about the lore? Uh, I played the game and then figured out there was this whole other, you know, community thing. of people uh, yeah, who are like that's diggers. That's cool to me. <laughs> what? So, like for those people, <laughs> the game is producing a lot of. So, there's another game that has like a lot of lore. 
Uh, there's a oh man, I hate a lot, it when no, a lot of games have a lot of lore. The Witcher's got a ton of lore because it's got mm-hmm. a lot of novels. Like, but I mean, like within the game to discover. Oh, man, I, I was I was just I was about to say I, uh, I'm the, trying to think of things that I like care about the lore in the, the, mm-hmm. the codex in any Bioware game. <laughs> Something I really hate uh, is the lore in Destiny. Bad because it's all through the grimoire cards. You have to look on online. Well, it's oh, half-assed. Yeah. It's half-assed. That's, that's super really, that's annoying. I hate that. I, I hate it. Um, but then. Uh, at the same time, I really like how they do the lore in Gears of War. How they, like, the collectibles the that you find tags. on the ground and all the cog tags. How you can just read about the people and, like, things that happened to everybody. Um, I like that. Because it never really... Gears of War never really dived into, like, what happened Do you beginning. call... Do you separate those things in your head from story or not? Uh, I do, for what I kind of I kind of do. Like, that, the I'm like, story's not stuff I've got to stop and read and or go online yeah. afterwards and read about. It's what yeah. I'm getting in the moment. So Dark Souls is the only thing I think... That I consider it to the, be the there for because the that is how you do it. That's the only um, way to get story yeah. out of the game, really. I mean, um, but like Gears of War, like if I'm playing Gears of War two, I'm thinking about Maria and the cool Cantus with the d- double bladed chainsaws. Uh, <laughs> I'm not thinking about the comic book I picked up on the ground that tells me a little <laughs> bit of that you. happened like a couple mm. years ago. <laughs> I wish there was more games. I, I feel like any game that tries on the story front is going to be more successful than not. So we've we've seen a lot of the first-person shooters come out and not have campaigns that were either A, not have them at all, or B, not be good. Titanfall 1. And all of those games did not perform as well as they could have. Yes. And so all of their sequels have. It's, it's weird that you of, said, of uh, you know, in ju- well, not weird, but it makes a whole lot of sense. Injustice and uh, Mortal Kombat, they do good just because they have a story. You don't even, <laughs> even have to play it. Nope. But, you know, Street Fighter does, you know, it does now. Yeah. But, but didn't. And it's super tacked on. Mm-hmm. Super. super. Like, I've played Everywhere you go. It's not even very good, and it's not it's not interesting. It's kind of backwards <laughs> to what the industry was, like, five years, six years ago, when you had single-player campaign games. Absolutely. Tack on multiplayer. Yeah. And now you've got multiplayer games yeah. tacking on single-player. Mm-hmm. And it's... I think this makes more sense, the way they're doing it right now. Yeah, tack on single tack, tack tack on, on single-player. Tack on a really well-developed single-player that's only six or seven hours. That's Please. Brilliant. Like, stop... Like, we're at an age where you can totally stop with multiplayer. Like, totally stop adding that on. Because there's, like... You got MOBAs. You got a million different card games. You got first-person shooters. A lot of these games don't. A lot of the other me, games don't need these multiplayer anymore. If you're going to do a new, a new franchise that you want to be a multiplayer game, like if you're doing a new shooter and your all of your mechanics are based around people having fun online, then you still need to go ahead and put the money into a good campaign to get uh-huh. people into your characters, to get people into your game, and then yeah. let the multiplayer kind of thrive from that. Quit uh, tacking on a multiplayer. Dooms is bad. A, a lot of people. Dooms is not uh, bad. It's just average, and it's not. You can't have an excellent campaign and average anything else. It's and, behind. Yeah, it's it's just it's super super, super average. Yeah. Something funny though. Bioshock uh, Two is really fun though. Uh, con- condemned had multiplayer, <laughs> and 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 and, and, cool. and the developers, you know, they, they have said many times, we wish we hadn't done it. You know, our publisher yeah. made, made us put it in there. It like you know, it took it, it, it right took there. a lot of people away from story the story mode, and that's what kind of made story mode not that great. But the multiplayer in that is multiplayer like multiplayer condemned is a lot of fun. <laughs> it's it's There's so dumb. games like that that have really good things that aren't developed enough. Like Spies vs. Mercs was awesome mm. in Splinter Cell. Um, and when they let you do co-op version of Spies, it was super cool. Um, oh, yeah. But once again, there was a, it was a campaign. Like, it had a story. It was mm. kind of basic, but it, it at least had a story. Um, Conviction had a really good uh, had really good multiplayer. Let's see. Conviction? Which one was that one? That was, that the, was the one with uh, the, the red and green co-op. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Like and, that and then, like, the, the modes it had was just you and a friend going through just doing, like... Killing uh, waves of yeah. stuff. You know, I'm glad you brought up Splinter Cell, because Splinter Cell's 
a really those games all have good stories mm-hmm. with no particular part of it that sticks out the dialogue's never groundbreaking the, the dialogue is always true. absurd well like for the bad guys it's really bad uh, uh, you talk about you talk about a uh, uh, coven coven <laughs> yes <laughs> but like the actual conflicts are very realistic mm-hmm. um they're very like what's the guy's name they're all Clancy. The, the very, all the same Clancy they, stories. They are very Clancy. But it's yes. enough to really get me into that world every time. Um, it's, um, nobody is like a. And what's cool is because Splinter Cell doesn't have any diehard fans. Not really. There's not like a, people love. Spl- I love Splinter Cell, mm-hmm. but it's not like people wear Splinter Cell t-shirts. I know, t-shirts, one, you know, guy. Know, <laughs> I know we, one. We know. There's always one guy for every. We for know every one game. guy. But like, it's not because the characters aren't super memorable. Because except for Fisher. Um, that's how you cultivate a following. So a great example is like Overwatch has a ton of lore, no story in the game that I know of, right? Not like th- th- there, there's but. there's a current mode right now that uh, it's you know just a bunch of game modes thrown in, but you're you're fighting in against AI, mm-hmm. and it it kind of has which is a kind story. of the Titanfall it, it, War approach, yeah, which is, and it yeah. and it kind of stuff at you while you're playing the game. It kind of has a story, but it's not very much of a story. Which I wish is, yeah, keep going. Overwatch keep going. had a story. Same. I, I think if it had a campaign, and, I'd be super into it. So I like the character. And this sounds. most recent mode showed like that you can do fighting enemies that aren't other characters yeah. in it because uh they're not like there's two that are actual characters just repainted gotcha. to look like the other that's, enemies that's, that's but then you fight a bunch of you know little guys who are nothing like any other ones they have mousers pretty much from ninja turtles <laughs> no, the best, we know blizzard can write good story they probably have the most consistent writers in all the game companies for a second can we take 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 a step back for a second <laughs> okay can i talk about how i hate blizzard <laughs> because they make every every game they make is the top it is the best in its class, and it's going to take a decade for another one to come out. <laughs> yeah, well, good. I uh, hate it. See, I disagree. I don't think they're the top of the class in anything. I think they're the top of the class in polish only. But they're really polished they're the best, games. They're, they're, they're Diablos really... are the best Diablos. I'll tell you that. It's the reason why everyone calls Diablo there's, games Diablo There's so many other games, games that I think are mechanically better, more better games, but just nobody polishes. <laughs> that sounds weird. Like they do. Like, they're just the... So like I would disagree, I would totally disagree with your comment about writing. I don't think they're even on the upper okay. end of writing. I think Valve's a better writing company for sure. I think they're the most consistent. Um, they're, I don't think the most consistent. Okay. It's just that they're the most polished and they have the most resources to throw. So Diablo's story is not great. It's fun. There's a lot of it's it. Just and fun. It's just fun. And yeah. the, the cutscenes are extremely well produced. Dude, like, you want Warcraft t- story mm. seems to be pretty cool, and then nobody does their CT trailers like they do for all their cutscenes. I, I don't even want to talk about and the polish for sure. I definitely agree with that. Like I don't even want to talk about Blizzard cutscenes. They just make They're me mad. Sure. They make you yeah. Why is the why is every Blizzard cutscene better than the Warcraft movie? Like it makes no sense. Yeah. So you've already given me a better version in two minute clips. Go back and watch the original launch trailer for World of Warcraft, and it still holds up today. Go back it's and ridiculous. watch Diablo twos, and it does not hold up at all. Remember that? Do you remember Diablo twos cutscenes? I don't. I don't oh, remember. They're good. I love, like, them. Uh, I love them. I love them too. I remember. I remember the first one and how much it looked like. Uh, a lawnmower man. Yeah, very, very similar <laughs> lawnmower man. Sorry, I, I just wanted to talk about Blizzard for a second. I'm playing Diablo 3 right now. I could play it. We could have a Blizzard yeah. podcast. There's so much to say about that company. Yeah. We could. Um, oh, yeah, so absolutely. Will one day, I, I, I would there's like a lot that. to say that. Yeah. We'll probably revisit this topic. There's just way more to get into later. Uh, the last thing I want to say is uh, we'll talk about depth a little bit more. Um, Silent Hill 2, I'm not going to bring that up. Oh. I'm sure I'll talk about that a lot <laughs> in the future. We don't have time, man. Yeah, that's, easy. <laughs> that's, that's a Halloween thing. I, I want to mm. talk about that closer to Halloween. But I like. I found that I get a lot of the games that actually have deep storylines with characters that are layered. Layered characters is the biggest thing, in my opinion, missing from why I can't connect to characters in 
video games like I can in that, film or TV shows. And that's why you can connect to James. Because so exactly. Much. <laughs> I can't I don't know of any layered characters in video games. I can think of maybe one or two where like TV shows are loaded with them now. Like mm-hmm. everywhere on TV you have layered characters. What I mean by layered characters is characters that you can describe them quickly. Like mm-hmm. here's what the character is, but then they make decisions that surprise you and then you find a you find a source of that decision in their actual character. Like you, you see that that's a weird thing that character do, but Ooh, I think I get it. I think Mm -hmm. I see why they would make that decision, even though it's kind of out of the norm. And you just don't see that in in characters at all. In video games, like uncharted, every character just does what their character is. Mm -hmm. He's all like every character plays their, you know, stereotypical role. And most games are like that. But can you think of any actually deep characters in video games? I think that's the major thing missing in video game storytelling right now is, is just actually depth of character. Um, not, I don't know about depth, but there's a lot of uh, trying, trying to think. It's of, tough, right? Yeah, to like I'm, I'm really. It's tough. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm thinking of, think of I'm man. thinking of elusive man, and his whole thing is what's his deal. But when you once you get to you know what he's trying to do and everything, what his deal is, yeah, what his deal what's is, the deal? <laughs> uh, it's like oh well, that makes sense. You know? Elusive man, I would yeah, he definitely has. There's more to him than the surface level. It's mm-hmm. not just yeah. I, I think that's cool. Like I'm really trying usually Bioware's, to put put it into words. And I would say Bioware does a pretty decent job of writing some depth of the characters because usually you'll have something on the surface level, like Jack mm-hmm. is just a surface level, oh she's the badass chick, and then you kinda of find out why Obnoxious she's that is way. what you meant to say. Yeah, yeah, we might throw it off. I grew to like her later because there was a little bit more behind that. But the problem Bioware makes is to me, you can almost always guess what's gonna be behind it. And that's it, what it's that's very what it takes it's me. very telegraphed. That, that, that's only, that, yeah. I think that's what I was trying to say about Elusive Man. It's like, you know, you know what's going to happen exactly. eventually, and that's what I'm just I'm negro. I'm never surprised by characters unless the unless the thing they do that surprises me is just a plot twist. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what a lot of people I think confuse with depth. A, pl- uh, a plot. A plot. Twist. That's Gabriel Belmont. <laughs> yeah, exactly. very good point. Right. Um, no depth to that character. Love that character to death, but zero depth. He's pretty. He's pretty. Oh, he's I'm a pretty really guy. Good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, there's it's it's weird. I just I wish that's I wish they would spend more time because video games, especially as this episodic stuff keeps happening, and like I'm not saying Telltale will ever do it. Um, and I haven't played enough Walking Dead to see if maybe Clementine has a little more depth later. She doesn't at first. She's, she's uh, she her, she has she evolves depth, into like want. her own type character, and um, there's just a lot of depth to it. And that's why I, I, I would see, believe. I want to see more companies like Telltale who have games that are episodic and have you know essentially. I say every season of a show of a Telltale game is about two hours a piece per mm-hmm. episode, usually five episodes. It's about ten hours of storytelling, right, per mm-hmm. year, or even sometimes twice a year. That's enough time to actually have characters develop in a certain way. Someone, another one that popped in my head—he's right over there. I didn't, didn't know why I didn't think of it. Um, <laughs> you know, you know, by the end of the game, Booker and Elizabeth are going to get along. They're going to like each other. You know, right. they hate each other at first, but you yeah. know. But uh, I think he—I think he has like. It's getting there. Yeah, probably getting yeah closer than it used to be for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I, once you realize the revelations behind some of the stuff, mm-hmm. uh, it makes a little bit more sense. But that's another thing with video games when you try when you tie everything up to your plot twist that your characters can't know, they can't grow from it. Yeah, and it's kind of it's weird. That's what, everybody says Breaking Bad is like one of the best shows ever, specifically because there's just so much to that character. Right? Mm-hmm. You literally like it's just it's it's not just a guy who turned bad. Like, there's so a much super good, conflicted guy. Yeah, super and, conflicted. And where he ends up being, like his actual, I don't want to spoil it, well, whatever, it's an old show, but like where he ends up kind of admitting what he is, is awesome. It's one of my favorite moments in any TV show. And I wish we had, because of the amount of hours I spend playing video games versus other entertainment, and that's where I put most of my hours in, because games just take longer, I like I like 
story payoffs, and there's just not enough of them to get to that level. Um, Silent Hill 2 being a game that I think is, is an outstanding sort of pinnacle, of not pinnacle, but it's it's one of the better ones so far in terms of having a story to tell that's on the surface one thing underneath. Okay, there's a lot of motivation for all this stuff that you're seeing. Do you think like Joel is deep? I'm glad you brought that up. Joel? Mm. Because no. of his decision at the I end? I would not... No, well, what I was about to say is I think because of the decision at the end, he becomes... He becomes he's not really a character at that point. He's just a stereotype. And when he makes the thing that happens at the end of that game, I think is when he becomes a character at all. And yeah, I guess that'd be death. Because it, yeah. going basically, when I say death, I basically mean going from stereotype to actual character. Yeah, and that's what like Persona games are. Nobody's nobody's deep. <laughs> like they <laughs> pretend to be because there's a reason that they have a persona, but really it's just they're still playing the role of the stereotypical nerd, the stereotypical job, the stereotypical say by the bell stereotypes, right? <laughs> someone, someone with a dark past. And thing. then you find out the one reason that you can probably guess that they're hiding something. Like it's just, um, mm-hmm. but I, more games like that that make you feel uncomfortable, I would love. Oh, well, I would love that. Like the Joel decision is really cool. A lot of people didn't like Joel after that, and I way loved Joel after that. Oh, it was great. It's one of the best endings I've ever experienced. It's a really good ending. It's a very good ending. And there's a reason why it's one of the best endings. And I love that people say, "Well, he turns out he's a bad guy." I was like, "Nope, that's exactly what I'd have done." No, one of the most, he's, he's the most he's the most he's human. human. And I, that's, exactly, that's character. That's and what's the most human thing you can do? You know, going through all that is to lie to somebody. Mm-hmm. That's one of yeah. the most human. The ending of that game, yeah. the last two lines of no. Fantastic. Oh, it's what so good. Game. I Which sat there in disbelief like for a couple minutes. And I think, and I, once again, kind of, I don't want me to hate on Uncharted because Uncharted is good. I love Uncharted. Love all those games. Four is definitely the best story in all of them, for sure. Like, not even close. Um, but those characters still aren't super deep or super interesting. I think the only truly great story Naughty Dog's told yet, and they're called Masters of Storytelling. I disagree with that, except for Last of Us. You know what I think is crazy that Naughty Dog did? What's that? They, they normally just made trilogies and then just went on. It was really weird. Uh, the fact that they made Uncharted 4 is weird. Because they they even started the new... They started The Last of Us. Has any of y'all, any of y'all played Uncharted 4? No. no. Yeah. They started The Last Don't of Us and then they went back to Uncharted. Okay. It's crazy what I was going to say is that it's, it's really good. It's, it would be really good Uncharted 3. Like, it really like is a good ending place without spoiling anything at all. Like, yeah. it, it 3 felt very... Like, I don't want them to do another one. I don't want them for a while. Well, is isn't it, one coming out at the end of the year? I bet no. somebody else. Well, I said it's a DLC thing, but I mean it's a DLC that's also standalone thing. Yeah, it's different. Yeah, three was very just kind of another day at the office sort of thing. That's, yeah, I liked it, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. I personally think three was the best. I, I, I like three a lot. Yeah, but it, it, it is. Yeah. Sure. It is very much. Here's another Uncharted game, and I hold two and three to very high standards, and uh, three's not perfect, but it's close in my opinion. I'm very indifferent for when me. it comes to Uncharted. I was too for forever. I've only played the first one though, so yeah. I I played. I bought the first yeah. one just because two was getting like perfect tens and stuff. I'm like I gotta try this. And I thought the one was just good, and then two was really good. Yeah, one one is really one is just good. That's it. And four is great, but because the other ones are so good, you're kind of used to it being great, so it doesn't hold. As one much. has the most frustrating puzzle in any game I've ever played. I don't know how to solve it. I don't even remember like what section it was in. It was towards, <laughs> it was towards the end. Uh, it just took me like an hour to figure it out, and it was really dumb and it made me mad. That's my thoughts of uh, Uncharted One. <laughs> well, after uh, after Harry's Uncharted One review, uh, <laughs> we'll probably wrap this one up because we everybody's got stuff they gotta get gotta get done. We'll definitely revisit this topic later in the past for sure as games continue to come out this year. Because um, I didn't get a chance to talk about what's come out this year. I don't think we said enough, month. so yeah, we're gonna do a part two. And we'll definitely either do a direct part two or just continue to talk about story when we review games or whatever. Uh, anyway, I'd, I'd like to do a uh, like a stories of this year so far. 
Yeah, because there's a lot of really... We we covered one of them already. Which one? Resident Evil. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true, we, yeah. We've probably said everything that ever needs to be said about that game. But I can yep. still totally do another podcast about it because I like it a lot. We had two podcasts dedicated to it. That's right. We, did we, we had our, uh, our first one that we posted and... Uh, Spoiler cast. And we, and we mentioned it <laughs> a whole lot afterwards. And what really... like That game stick on me like crazy, too. That's like, really I'm good. I'm still thinking about it. So, yeah, yep. we'll, do, we'll do a different uh, podcast about stories from this year as they continue to come out. Um... That's it for the show. Yeah. Thank you, guys. If you have any questions or anything, obviously uh, you can contact us on Twitter or leave a comment, whatever. Uh, we're on iTunes. We're on Google Play Store. Um, my, Twitter, my Twitter is at LokiPants. Smash can... that like button. No. Uh, <laughs> Harry's Twitter is, uh, I think it's at Harrison Colvin. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. That's just my first and last name. That's brilliant. That's what I wish I had done. Just look up Steven Srove. I'm the only one in the world. <laughs> it's actually, his his Twitter handle is at E4s, E-F-O-R-S. No, it's not. You know, incorrect. You don't even know me. That is my name. That's my title name, not the uh, actual me. at. So uh, don't go spread lies. You can search that. Don't tell a story. Th- don't go search it for me. I ain't worth it. Don't go down Electric Avenue. On Facebook, it's probably the easiest way to get a hold of us. Just either join the group or just you know comment on the video. Not the video, audio. Maybe one day soon. There's a video. We're hoping to do video by the time E3. We'll see. Yeah, we're working on it. Absolutely. So we'll see. Anyway, thanks, guys. Bye bye. Bye. Good job. With time to spare. Look at that.